0: Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Nonsense Podcast, episode 27 of uh, my good buddy Mike Baldwin. We've got a lot to talk about, as always. We're going to be talking about Joe Biden going to Ukraine while Trump went to Ohio to help out the people there and took money out of his own pocket to do so. Uh, Soros has endorsed DeSantis, which is kind of surprising, or not, depending on how you look at it. Um, <laughs> the people waking up in droves, or at least it seems to be, uh, we might talk a little bit about Seymour Hersh, the Pulitzer Prize winner, uh, who wrote an article about Biden blowing up the Nord Stream pipeline, which mainstream media, of course, is not talking about at all. Uh, World War III, potentially, and another Clinton suicide, and we've got a lot of videos to break down, so let's get right into it. How you doing today, buddy?
1: I'm good. I'm not going to waste time bullshitting. we got a bunch of shit to talk about. I don't I don't think that uh, I don't think George Soros endorsed DeSantis at all. What he was saying was he hopes that DeSantis gets into the race because then that'll split the Republican Party and the Democrats will easily win. And then that'll force the Republicans to have to regroup and figure out what the hell's going on. But people are saying like he endorsed DeSantis like George Soros is like, I'm a Republican now. But no, he's like I just he I hope he gets in there. I hope he does a good job.
0: Yeah, well, I think the gist of it is that he maybe not maybe endorsing isn't the right word, but he definitely would rather have him in there than Trump. Um, And I think all the globalists would because you know, uh, you know, and then to my knowledge. Um, DeSantis has not said that he's gonna run for president. He said, he's No, gonna
1: he hasn't. Yeah. But from the way Trump talks about him, I think he has heard something that we haven't, you know, or else he wouldn't come out and preemptively talk shit about him the whole time and like yeah. say all these things about him and be like, I didn't call him meatball Ron, and now fucking everybody's starting to call him that. <laughs> I thought it was hilarious, <laughs> but. Yeah, I mean, he doesn't just shit on people for no reason, so that's how I look at it. Like, I have to assume that there's some sort of reason behind it, and so maybe, yeah, maybe DeSantis was putting out the feelers or whatever, and then Trump's like, don't you fucking dare, buddy.
0: Yeah. Well, because, you know, as far as Soros and DeSantis go, Soros is all about, you know, critical race theory and, and wokeism and in and all regards, and And DeSantis has totally pushed back on all that stuff. So, you know, obviously he's not, they're not aligned together politically. But um, I, again, I think all of them want to get rid of Trump so bad that they're like, well, we'll work on DeSantis later. Well, you know, but for now we have to get rid of Donald Trump.
2: You
1: know, that's
0: their, that's their number one priority.
1: Yep. And that's why everybody's excited for the day that Trump comes back onto Twitter. Um, push play on that video. That's Trump talking uh, about the calm before the storm, like his within his like first week in office. And that was a bunch of Q related shit then. So then Q started talking about it and then, uh, it's like a 20 second thing. Just play it.
0: Okay. And by the way, if you're listening to this on SoundCloud or, um, Or uh, Apple, or Spotify, or any of those things Uh, to see the videos. You have to go to Rockfin r o k f i n dot com slash Tim Gaither. We're sorry that they don't; they only do audio on those other platforms. But so I know know. there's a
1: way to do video on Apple Podcasts because I've watched video podcasts on Apple before, but I don't know how.
0: Okay, all righty. Well, here is this video, the first one. We've got about 10 days, so we're going to show you this one first.
3: And what this represents? What? Tell us, sir. Maybe it's
2: the calm before the
3: storm. What's the storm could be? The calm, the calm before
4: the storm. <laughs> what storm is the President?
3: You'll find out.
1: And then that's the thing that Q posted. So that's what everybody's waiting for. Uh, oh, I thought it would stay up there. That's all right. But Q posted a thing, this was years ago, but he was like, look to Twitter for this exactly. My fellow Americans, the storm is upon us. So that was Trump back then saying, like, this is the calm before the storm. And now shit's starting to get crazy. And basically, if Trump goes on Twitter and and tweets that thing word for word, then that's just like 100% proof that him and Q are in it together. Or I guess it's proof that Trump went and read the Q post. uh, that he knew nothing about but I would think like during the years of all the Q shit if Trump fully wasn't on board with any of it he would have like disavowed it or whatever you know
0: yeah Um, you're way more up on the Q stuff than I am but um, do do you have an opinion on who the first arrest will be I do remember that post that the first arrest will shock the world do you think do you think that could be Trump I can't remember if we've talked about that or not but
1: Uh, I think we've talked about it a little bit. I don't know if it uh, I I have no idea. I mean, it can only there's only a handful of people that if they got arrested, it would shock the world. And I would say like Hillary Clinton's probably on the top of that list. But or Bill Clinton or something like that, or like George Bush, uh, George W. For like 9-11 related shit. Or some, I mean, even the big CIA or FBI guy going to jail wouldn't shock the world, I wouldn't think. So it would have to be somebody that we've heard of before. But yeah, I mean, there's speculation all across the board. People are like, it's going to be fucking Tom Hanks, dude. (laughs) And I'm just like, I don't know, man. Maybe so. Maybe you're right.
0: Yeah. Yeah, um, Isaac Cappy is the first one that brought Tom Hanks to people's attention about this stuff, and there was also that picture that he took that was like some kind of uh, pedophilia thing. You familiar with what I'm talking about?
1: Um,
0: I guess Tom Hanks has kind of a weird Instagram, you know? Where yeah, talks- I've
1: I've heard a few stories about it. I haven't dove deep into any of it. Um, yeah. what were we talking about a second ago? Bush. Uh, conspiracy Book. shit we can do that real quick I'm trying to make all these videos like roll around what we're talking about I so would this-
0: I, I would love for George Bush to get what's coming to him um, I cannot stand him one, one of is- those is,
1: is about uh, 9-11 and George Bush and the Bin Laden's or whatever and then the other one is Norm McDonald calling Bill Clinton a murderer on the view
0: yeah, that this that George Bush video is pretty crazy. I mean, I'm a total 9-11 nerd and I didn't realize these things. Uh, I think it's this one. Is, do you know, is it the darker one or the lighter one here?
1: The
3: darker one is the Bush thing. Okay, here we go. Think of it as a conspiracy theory, true or false test. A, when George W. Bush started his first oil company, who helped fund it? Osama Bin Laden's brother and brother-in-law. True or false? B. After a terrorist bomb at a barracks in Saudi Arabia killed 19 Americans, who got the multi-million dollar contract to rebuild? The Bin Ladens. True or false? C. On the morning of September 11, 2001, who was in a meeting at the Ritz-Carlton Hotel in Washington? George Bush Sr. and Osama bin Laden's brother. True or false? Actually, the answer could be D, all of the above, because believe it or not, as far-fetched as they sound, each and every one of those things, the bin Laden link to the Bush oil company, the bin Laden construction contract after the terrorist bomb, and the bin Laden Bush meeting on 9-11 is true. Dang.
0: (laughs) I know, right? I mean, how freaking crazy is that?
1: But then people in the comments are like, Do you have proof of those three things that you just said? And I was hoping someone would like link to a news story. Or I mean, obviously, I guess there's not going to be a lot of news stories about it if they're all in cahoots together. But the the overwhelming answer in the comments seemed to be it's common sense, dude. Everybody knows that these things are true. And I'm like, Well, I didn't know that before I watched this. I heard yeah. something about uh, Bush Senior being in a meeting with part of the Bin Laden family, but then from what I remember, the stuff on the news was always like, "It's a huge family; like a lot of them don't know each other." Like that name is like Smith over there. So I don't know how accurate any of that is. Whether there's a million Bin Ladens over there or whatever, but yeah, it's like it's like guys being named Muhammad or whatever, you know. And it's like, I don't fucking know that guy. We just have the same name.
0: But they said it was his brother.
1: Right. But he's got, you know, how many wives does he have? Like, how many wives are you allowed to have over there? Maybe married 20 different chicks and one of them happens to have a brother. That was all you know what I mean? Like,
0: yeah,
1: I don't know. It's not like they do things the same way over there. (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) You know me. I just like to try to pick everything apart because I want to know like I like I I started out this whole journey in like 2015-16 from Reddit and stuff and started questioning everything you know but then I got into all these arguments with this friend of mine about whether or not this shit was true and, and he would get mad at me because I would just be like it's the logical answer and he's like that's not fucking proof you know so, I and I know from months of arguing with him about stuff that, like, now if I say something, I want it to be a hundred percent true or at least acknowledge that I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about, you know? Yeah. So that's why I like to question shit because then if you come back with like an answer or a news story or whatever, then I'm like, fuck, now I know for sure that it's true.
0: Yeah, well, I mean, that goes along, too, with what people say about how we're already at war, we're at a disinformation war, like, it's very hard to know what to believe and And if you don't want to believe that Biden is the piece of shit that we believe he is and all that, um, it, you can always find evidence that evidence that he's not, you know, um, because there are so many different sides of every story. So And that's always the liberal thing. Like, what's your source? And it's like, well, all of the mainstream media is corrupt as shit. So if you throw some story at me, I'm like, well, I don't believe that either. You know?
2: I
1: don't know. Yeah. Now somebody posted a funny thing on something the other day and they were like, uh, my conspiracy theory friend was like, watch this video. Like, this shit's crazy. And I was like, do you have a source for that? And he was like, watch this video. (laughs) so i just thought that was funny yeah
0: uh but you were talking
1: about biden whether he's a good guy or not so then i uploaded that video there so play the not norm mcdonald one
0: okay and and also if you're able to see these videos notice how much different this man looks in this video compared to how he looks now i'm not sure how old this video is but
1: it's it's from 2012
0: so that wasn't that long ago this looks like a completely different man
3: the world's going to Hades in a handbasket we are desperately concerned about the circumstance relating to uh, avian flu we don't have enough vaccines we don't have enough police officers and we're going to debate the next three weeks I'm told gay marriage, a flag amendment and God only knows what else I can't believe the American people can't see through this. We already have a law, the Defense of Marriage Act, where we've all voted, not where I voted and others said, look, marriage is between a man and a woman and states must respect that. Nobody's violated that law. There's been no challenge to that law. Why do we need a constitutional amendment? Marriage is between a man and a woman. What's the game going on here?
1: Yep. But now he says it's all about love. And he tells a story about when he was walking with his dad one day, and him and his dad saw two men kissing. And he said, "Dad, what are they doing?" And and my dad said, "Son, they're in love," which is a fucking has to be a one hundred percent made up story because Biden's what eighty years old. So if he's a boy with his dad, then that's like nineteen fifty or something. I don't think his dad was like, "Hey, to each his own." His dad yeah. was, probably said words that I only say in traffic.
0: (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I I think it's been pretty well documented now, at least among people who like ourselves, that Joe Biden will say whatever he has to say, um, politically speaking, and he will use any tragedy in his life. He's not above anything. And if that's, you know, there are people who say that this Joe Biden we see speaking right now is not Is just an actor and that's not Joe Biden at all. And I know how nuts that sounds to people, but it, it it seems to me all the time, like that's not the same guy. And that, that Joe Biden not only doesn't look or sound the same, but he has a completely different outlook on, on everything. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Different head and face and a completely different outlook on everything. Like he, this guy that's in there now, whether it's him or not is clearly a puppet because he says whatever, you know, people say Biden or excuse me, Obama in the basement and it's getting harder and harder not to believe that that's the case Bite Obama's on, on camera somewhere saying he would love to have a third presidency where he's just in the basement telling the guy in the earpiece like what to do. I mean, uh-huh. you know, and part of the whole satanic thing, if you want to go that far into it, is that they have to tell people what they're actually doing. That's part of their deal. Um, whether or not people believe it or not is a, a completely different story, but they have to like announce in some way that this is what they're doing, which goes back to symbolism being their downfall and, and all that. So whether you believe that stuff or not, um, it, it, you know, cause, cause oftentimes I'm like, well, why would they say that? Why would they admit that? Why would they make it so, you know, easy for conspiracy people to glob onto and, that according to some people is your answer because they have to it's part of their deal they they yeah they tell, they, it's out in the open they just make it so it seems crazy to people
1: that's like uh before we play this other biden video that <clears throat> that reminds me of the uh the nordstrom Nord Stream pipeline uh they they were saying before it blew up like like Russia's either going to stop doing what they're doing or we're shutting down that pipeline. And then the reporters are like, how are you going to do that? And Biden was like, we're going to do it. Don't you worry about it. And then within like a week or two, they fucking blew it up. And they were saying that guy, what's his name? Seymour Hirsch, the guy who broke like other important stories in history that I can't remember right now that people respected until he put out this story. Uh, said that it's basically clear that the United States not only blew it up ourselves, but used the fact that they mentioned doing something about the pipeline ahead of time to get over the congressional block that they would have had if they wanted to do something covertly or like a classified style or whatever, because now they get to say like, we said we were going to do something. So now they can like secretly send in the Navy or whatever the fuck they did. And they didn't have to go to Congress to get approval for that. I don't know how much of it's true, but uh, yeah, Russell Brand, actually, I don't know if you ever watch him. He's on Rumble, uh, which is a YouTube alternative that everyone should download for their on their phones and whatever. But uh, Russell Brand did a whole deep dive into that thing and the story and everything that he said in the news story and checks facts. He does a good job.
0: I've seen some of his stuff, but is he still on YouTube as well? Or can he? This, is this something he couldn't say on YouTube?
1: I don't know if he's still on YouTube or not, but I know he's on Rumble. He's like one of the biggest Rumble guys there are right now. Other than like, you know, Shapiro and Bongino and the classic guys that I'm actually starting to question also, depending on what week it is. Like, have, did you hear the there's been Tucker Carlson news in the past week or so. And the first story that the first story that came out in hindsight to me, I think came out because they knew that the second story was coming out. Uh, So I'll tell you the second story first. And that is that Kevin McCarthy gave Tucker Carlson all like however many thousands of hours of video footage from January six. So now Tucker Carlson and his, crew or whatever get to go through all that shit and tell whatever story they choose to tell about it. Uh, but before that news came out, then uh, I guess there was like a recording or something of Tucker Carlson being like, I don't remember what he said. He was shitting on something like maybe he said Trump lost the election or he said uh, like January 6th was an insurrection or something. I don't I honestly don't remember, but I know that everybody was shitting on him and they were like, fuck Tucker and fuck Fox News and all this stuff, and then like the next day, then Kevin McCarthy was like, "Oh, yeah, I gave him all that footage from January sixth, and now everybody's like, "Oh, fuck, so do we hate Tucker Carlson, or do we trust him to like give us the news on this thing?" So that's where we're at right now, but uh, well, yeah and,
0: and that's also what sucks about all of it is that the people who think that Fox News is all just right wing shit and that Tucker Carlson's the devil and all that." Um, No matter how much evidence, that's what's so frustrating about the world we live in is like, no matter how much solid evidence comes out against January 6th or the official story of it, there's going to be so the people who need to be woken up the most are like, I'm not watching that shit, you know, or "I, I would never watch it or whatever. And it's just like, fuck, it's just such a frustrating time to live in. You know, you're
1: trying to like pin people down and hold the phone in front of their face. Watch it.
0: Yeah. Um, what about Dan Bongino's bothering you lately?
1: Oh, I mean, just after the election and stuff, I don't know that he did a whole bunch of like, this is all bullshit kind of talk. He was just like, we got to work hard for 2022 and that kind of stuff. And so a lot of the election deniers were like, what the fuck, dude? Talk about Arizona. Talk about, uh, Georgia. Like, All this other stuff. We don't have any videos. I I was going to get some, but I've seen it on every show that I've watched in the last day or two of the girl that was the uh, leader of the jury or whatever in a uh, grand jury that they had in Georgia. And that girl, she came out and was telling stories about what what it was like to be on the grand jury for Trump and talking about him trying to when, when he talked to the whoever of Georgia and he was like, I just need you to find a thousand votes or something like that, which if you take it out of context, sounds shady and terrible. But what Trump was saying was like, dude, there's like 40,000 votes that are shady here. Like they shouldn't count, but I don't even need you to find all of them. I need you to find a thousand of them and they're there. Trust me. So, I mean, more in context, it's less of a, you know, go find me the votes, like help me win this. He wasn't doing that. He was saying like, this is all bullshit, but we only need to prove 5% of the bullshit anyway. yeah.
0: Well, and, and not to get too far off topic, but um, did you hear something that Trump said recently? Maybe I should even bring this up because I don't have the article in front of me or anything, but Trump recently brought up the whole ballot harvesting thing and said that we need to start doing that but isn't, I thought ballot harvesting was illegal. So why would he say that if it is, or is it just not? And I'm wrong about that.
1: I don't know. I I know it's, it depends on the state and, um, like certain States have laws that say like you're, you can bring in your ballot and the people that live in your household. Other States don't have any laws at all. So like the Democrats, for example, can hire, whole companies who just go around the whole fucking town and go to every single residence. And they're like, did you vote yet? And they're yeah. like, we'll take your ballot. And that's becoming less and less legal. Um, in more and more States, the the farther we go, but it's still allowed in certain places.
0: Yeah. So, there's an ar- there's an article in the Epic times about, about Trump saying that he changing his tune about mail-in balloting and all that, because we, if If it can't be changed, then it we need to get all we need to be more proactive with the way we do things, like to make sure that all the votes get get counted or whatever um so I didn't know what your opinion was on that and um so yeah he
1: he sent an email out and it said uh part of the email said. Uh, The radical Democrats have used ballot harvesting to cancel out your vote and walk away with elections that they never should have won on. I'm emphasizing the words that are in all caps, but I'm doing something huge to fight back. The email (laughs) added, our path forward is to master the Democrats' own game of harvesting ballots in every state we can. But that also means we need to start laying the foundation for victory right now. Yeah. Yeah. Um, In December, Mr. Trump told Breitbart News that the GOP has no choice but to, quote, live with a system that stinks while maintaining a mail in while maintaining that a mail in ballot will always be corrupt and that Republicans should seek to change the laws. So, I mean, again, that's another example of me reading that and being like, okay, well, that makes sense, I guess, you know, like, I don't think he was saying we need to go out and cheat like they do. Right He's Saying like these are the laws in these places they're fucking doing it, so let's see how they like it if we do it.
0: Yeah and you know that all goes back to the whole paper ballot thing and how much how that would put an end to all of this shit if that if that was just the case. There, no one could have any arguments on either side really if we just went back to paper ballots and the way things used to be, um, it would make it so much easier to not have fraud. You know, and why Why won't they do that? It's just so freaking frustrating. And, and and real quick before we do the next video, um, we kind of glossed over the Seymour Hearst thing, but he's a Pulitzer Prize winner. He broke all kinds of stories, and now he's just kind of being shit on.
1: He's a right-wing conspiracy theorist.
0: Yeah. And I, there was, there's a really, he's, he's got an interview on London TV about all of this. It's like an hour long and I watched a little bit of it last night, but not much. Um, So I encourage people to go watch that. Um, But he also said that he's one of his, one of the things he said was that, that the Obama administration didn't really get bin Laden at all. Um, So I would like to go and and read that thing, but you know, by all accounts, he's uh, an amazing investigative journalist and, you know, again, like, like everyone else, like Trump, they they go back in time and they they just erase all the good shit and they're like, this guy's a nut. This guy's a racist. This guy's like, well, what about all the shit that he did that proves he wasn't? Ah, fuck that. He is now. Like, All right.
1: Yeah. So, that's the world that we live in. Speaking yeah. of fake bullshit, play that next video. Uh,
0: there's two up here.
1: Not the Norm McDonald one. We'll do that one in a minute.
0: Okay.
5: I have to call out the largest piece of fake news I've seen in a very long time. Biden visits Kiev. Ukraine's embattled capital as air raid sirens sound. Only problem with this Joe Biden visit and this... New York Times headline is that it's 100% verifiably false. Watch. Okay, so check this out, you're gonna love this. This is from Reuters. Air raids sirens blared across Ukraine capital as Biden visited Kyiv, even though there were no reports of Russian missiles or airstrikes. That's strange. Why would there be air raid sirens except for it's even more staged than that one here from the cnn reporter of all people saying this is alex marquardt from cnn who is there in Kiev? I've been here for five days, have not heard any explosions, no sirens. But as soon as Joe Biden shows up and he's out in front of the cameras, they turn on the air raid sirens for effect. What? Um, I've been here for the
6: past five days. I have not heard any explosions. I have not heard any air sirens until about half an hour ago, right when uh, President Biden was in
5: the center of Kiev, as, as Clarissa was, was just mentioning. Now, 100% confirmed these two frauds faked an air raid to look more for the cameras how embarrassing is that a lot Pretty
0: embarrassing.
1: That was, a, that was a cnn guy too who was saying like i've been here for five days and i haven't heard shit until biden got here yeah it's all bullshit dude i don't even know what is really going on i i hope that we get to find out one day but it's so weird because i never thought that i would be in a position where i'm like i believe putin dude <laughs> like it's kind of fucked up but even as a little kid i remember hearing about like um the ussr and the soviet union breaking apart and that kind of stuff and and as a kid i w- i we were told like the russians are bad like if anybody's going to bomb us it's going to be the russians and even as a kid i was like what They're just people, you know. Like, why are they all bad? Why do we have to fight this entire country that we're not really fighting with? I don't know. It all just seems kind of weird to me.
0: Yeah, well, I've been saying for gosh, uh, almost the entire year that this has been going on. February 26 will be a year since Russia supposedly invaded Ukraine. And since the beginning of it, I've said, I don't know, but I know that I trust. Vladimir Putin more than I do Joe Biden. And I never thought I would say something like that. You know, I grew up in the in the 80s and uh, Red Dawn and all that shit. And it just, you know, I never thought in a million years I would say that. I grew up on Rocky and Red Dawn and, and the Russians are evil and all that shit. And now the more I look into things and learn about things, I'm like, no, nah, I think we're the evil ones. At least our government, you know, said that a lot of times on this podcast. But, um, yeah, I don't trust Joe Biden at all. And uh, he's embarrassing on a lot of levels, but like even that video, him like shuffling across there, <laughs> this guy is just a jackass. Um, are we ready to talk about Trump? What he just did going to, while Biden is in Ukraine in Kiev, um, which I always thought it was Kiev, but I guess I
1: just. That's one of those things. Okay. I want to talk about this for a second because it, the way I understand it, Kiev is the way that they say it in Russian. And so when the the Soviet Union broke apart, before that, like I uh, the way I understand it, Ukraine was part of the Soviet Union and whatnot. So then when they broke apart, Ukraine's like, where are you, Ukraine now? And this place is is Kiev, and or maybe the the town existed already before they broke apart. And so when it was Russia, when it was a Soviet Union, they called it Kiev. And then when Ukrainians took over and started speaking Ukrainian, I guess, then they changed it to Kyiv. So I remember Biden was actually one of the first people that I ever heard say it like Kyiv. And I just remember when he said it, I was like, fucking idiot. Like he doesn't even know how to say this place that even I know how to say. But then I started hearing other people say it like that. And I kind of looked into it, not enough to really know what's going on, but.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: Oh, yeah, but hold on, because that reminded me of uh, Greta uh, Thunberg, right? Right. It was for a year, for three years, it was Greta Thunberg. Nobody questioned that. Everybody fucking said it like that. And now, like, within the last six months, people are calling her Greta Thunberg. Like, they're changing pronunciations of shit. And maybe that's how you actually say it, but that reminds me of the word Neanderthal, because until... 10 years ago the word was neanderthal with a th and then all of a sudden like overnight people started saying neanderthal and it's like this is a fucking made up word that we made up for people that don't exist anymore like we don't have to change the way we say shit i don't know it pisses me off anyway next
0: video Greta Thunberg pisses me off, however you say her stupid name, her and all these climate activists that, you know, you don't hear any of them talking about what just happened in Ohio. And by the way, my friend who works on the railroad said they're not that common. And I think Pete Buttigieg, who took two and a half weeks to even go visit, by the way, um, he he uh, was completely wrong in saying that thousands, thousands or 1700 happen per year you know, unless he's counting like in the rail yards, like it coming off the tracks or whatever, but as far as like major ones and especially like in Ohio and, and, uh, where else did it happen? It's happened in a few places and recently. Um, so that was all bullshit. As far as my, as far as my friend who's worked for the railroad for 20 something years.
1: Yeah. um, Well, if you want to skip to the Ohio stuff, then you can play the video. The most recent one I put up, um, It's a few different clips. It is uh, Trump going there and talking to some McDonald's people, which I just thought was kind of neat. Versus when Trump goes there, all the, granted, there's not that many people that live in fucking East Palestine, Ohio. So the people on Twitter are like, nice fucking crowd, loser. And it's like, there's not that many people there. And a big giant contamination is going on right now. So, A bunch of people probably left and went somewhere else for a while. But anyway, Trump has like crowds of people, of citizens that are like, fuck, yeah. And then Buttigieg is just there with like a bunch of dudes with orange vests on who obviously work for something and has no local citizens around him yeah okay well should we
0: rewind and talk about what we were going to talk about with the other video or do you want to play this no one? we can
1: save it it's all right we started talking about the train ship. play the train thing
3: okay hello everybody that's wow. a nice beautiful looking group of people. <laughs> So I know this menu better than you do, okay? I probably know it better than anybody in here. Uh, we're gonna take care of the fire department. Okay. We're gonna take care of the police department. I thought that
2: was
1: cool. See, and I think it's cool that he's like, let's go, let's walk over and talk to him. Let's go okay. see the people. Not the best video of the occasion, but like that's what a president should be. A president should make you and be like, fuck, he's
3: here, holy shit. We are going to begin with the massive, toxic train disaster in Ohio. Right now, the transportation secretary, Pete Buttigieg, is on the scene right there. You see pictures of him. Uh, This is him at the scene of that wreck where the train loaded with dangerous chemicals derailed and burst into an inferno. The government's response has been facing growing criticism. The railroad CEO coming face to face with angry residents during a CNN town hall. They are are going to... What
2: Buttigieg does all day long is the same thing Biden does all day long. He does politics. So Buttigieg talks about gun control because, you know, gun control is central to the statutory mandate of the Department of Transportation. It has nothing to do with it. But. You know, he talks about how freeways and roads are racist. What the hell are you talking about? A racist road. The last I checked, asphalt on the ground that you drive your car in is not racist. It's not not racist. It's it's a piece of rock. It It's almost as if picking out a small town mayor with no experience is not a good idea to run a major cabinet agency like the Department of Transportation. But... Buttigieg it seems cannot find the time to do his actual job he's too busy thinking about running for office and and it's the same situation They, they, they actually parallel the way Buttigieg approaches DOT is how Biden approaches the White House which is every day it's it's a press release it's a photo op it's not actually substantively addressing the problems
1: and and solving the problems there we go. And then that leads into this other video of this guy talking about the shit that's in the air in Ohio. Oh, you're muted.
0: Should, should we play this first, or should I, t- should I say my little commentary about Trump getting, you know, all the people mobbing? Yeah. Um, all the people, people, you know... They think it's some kind of cult and they think that it's like MAGA, some kind of cult and that the people are brainwashed and ignorant and all this shit. But the reason people are so passionate about Donald Trump, I was talking to this about my wife, with my wife about this last night. I was like, it's so frustrating the world we live in because I I like showed her that video and I was like, people are passionate about this guy because he, he loves this country and he's trying to do all he can, all that money that he, that he just spent for water and, and food and all the shit that he sent to Ohio came out of his own pocket. Joe Biden would never do something like that. He's shipping all these hundreds of millions, billions of dollars to Ukraine. And we got this guy who was not only a really great president. I mean, if that guy said something on Friday, it was done by Monday, which has been like no president of my lifetime. So we've got this guy who loves the country and is passionate about the country. And you might not like his personality, but, what he's, what he's done for America and all Americans, minorities included, is remarkable. And we just live in this world, you know, where, and not to make it about us, but like comedians that are really good at what they do, like us, in large part, people don't know who we are, but they know so many bad comedians, <laughs> you know, um, and we've got this president like like Biden who is clearly compromised on many levels and is just a terrible person. And we've got this corrupt ass media that props him up as best they can to make it look like he's not that way. And if people, they would have just, if if it wasn't so corrupt and they could have just gotten behind Trump and all the wonderful things he did for this country, we would, America would be in such a great place instead of this divided confused time that we're in. And it just frustrates the fucking hell out of me that, that things are so algorithm based and such, you know, yeah,
1: but at the same time, I think we, more and more people are starting to realize that we've been lied to for a really long time. Like Trump caused that, you know, Trump, otherwise, you know, if I still believed the news and TV and that kind of shit, the way that I did in 1999, you know, if I still believe that shit today, then, you know, I would, I'd probably be trying to join the Ukrainian military or something right now to fucking go help defend them from the evil, terrible Putin. So I don't know. Like to me, I feel like it's, good because every day i talk to more and more people that are like oh jesus dude like i don't watch the news they're all fucking liars Or like i don't like politics they're all fucking liars and uh, like i would rather have someone who thinks all of politics are full of liars as opposed to thinking like oh trump's a fucking liar but then subconsciously they believe everything else that they hear and it's like no it's it what are the odds that that one guy is telling the truth and everybody else is lying or that one guy is lying and everybody else is telling the truth. Like, I feel like if they want it a certain way, they being the news and the people in power and shit, like it's just, it's their job to make us doubt shit. I don't know what the point I was making, but no, I know
0: what you're saying. And, and you know, especially the beginning of what you're saying about, You know, that's me focusing on the negative again, because uh, and I'm trying every day, whether it seems like it or not, to be more positive and to look at all the positive things rather than negative. But I I agree with you in that, um, you know, in the beginning of Trump's presidency, when he was saying, you're fake news, you're fake news, and people were, you know, it became like a joke. People be like, ah, that's fake news, you know, and when they thought somebody was bullshitting them. But now more and more people realize he wasn't lying. He wasn't just saying that shit. It is fake. And mainstream media's numbers have dropped like a rock. And even on the, that's why they disabled the YouTube comments and all that other shit on all these major media. Right. You know, and if you go, if you do take the time to read the comments, nobody, very few people, it, it's like, it's like very few people ag- agree with what they're actually saying. You'll find a few, you know, But the majority of people are just like, and I can feel it again in crowds. Thank God I can feel it when I do stand-up now, people being more open to uh, conspiracies, you know, or me saying like, like, I'm not a big fan of cheerleading on stage, but I did do this thing in Texas, and I know I was in Texas, but... um, I was like, I'm not a Republican or a Democrat. I'm a Truthakin. And the truth as I see it is that we've been divided in this country by design, by people who benefit from that division. And it's not going to turn out well for ninety nine percent of us unless we all come together as one human race and tell the establishment to go fuck themselves. And it got applause breaks every single night. And
1: yeah, I can see that getting the, especially at you were at Hyenas in Fort Worth.
0: Yeah, I yeah. love
1: that room. Yeah, that's great.
0: Yeah it was fun. And I shit on Biden a little bit. And I, you know, I wish I would have, my only regret regret about the weekend is that I didn't shit on him more because I think people were like wanting it and people were coming up to me afterwards and being like, you know, and a lot of shows, not just Texas, people like pat me on the shoulder and they'll be like, thank you for some of the things you were saying, you know, Mm -hmm. like that kind of stuff needs to be said. And, and, you know, I'm still a little gun shy about some of it, but, I feel people waking up all the time. I, I don't get anybody arguing with me anymore. Um, I, you know, they're out there, but they, they don't seem to, you know, I, I've got a line. Sometimes I'll go, I understand if you voted for Joe Biden, I get why you did it. But if you still think it was a good idea, I think you're fucking retarded. <laughs> that gets a pretty good laugh these days too. So um, anyway, sorry to rant about that shit. What's, what's next here?
1: Uh, this guy with the hat on there is, uh, some kind of scientist. He tells you in the video, but he's talking about how they said it was a controlled burn when they burned the train and all the chemicals and shit. And, uh, this is just him talking a little bit about it. I thought it was interesting.
0: Yeah. I wrote down something. I listened to a a podcast this week on my plane ride home and I took a bunch of notes about it. Um, who, where is it? The guy, But there was a guy talking about how strategic the derailment was and how when it dumped it like went right into the streams and rivers and uh you know all very clearly like if you're paying any attention like they did this on purpose they're they're trying to poison these people anyway this guy say it better than me but
1: okay play him first and then we'll talk
0: okay I'll, I'll also find this while I'm trying to. Well, there's
4: the lie. It wasn't a controlled burn, it was an uncontrolled burn. See, I'm a chemical engineer as well, as well as a top health and safety guy. I've got undergraduate and graduate degrees in chemical engineering.
3: You're the first actual expert that we've gotten to speak to. In
5: your opinion, why do you believe that it was an uncontrolled burn? Why are you using that terminology when so far everywhere else we've seen that it was a controlled burn?
4: You could go to a place called West Liverpool downriver, and that's where they burn hazardous waste, and in hazardous waste, Uh, situation, they very carefully control the temperature and the amount of oxygen so that they get complete combustion, right? It's time, temperature, and and amount of uh, the air fuel ratio. There's no controlling of the amount of air that gets in there. That's why you saw all that soot. So it's not a controlled burn because a controlled burn would have to be like in a furnace or in your car or some system where you control the fuel, or the vinyl chloride and the amount of oxygen. So they didn't do that. So it's an uncontrolled burn. One of the worst ways to Determine exposure in general is to smell it because if you smell the odor, guess what you're already exposed, right? How long have you been doing this? Um, 30 years I'm in most of the big named lawsuits as an exposure expert It's a privilege I get called in to try to figure some of this stuff out. So that's my job always is what really happened, you know
1: Here, let's see there we go i had my i put myself on mute because i was hearing an echo um did you hear about the plane that crashed in arkansas the other day apparently it was filled with uh whatever like soil sample geology experts and shit that were on their way to ohio and i have no idea if that's true or not but uh but it crashed and they all died so well, I
0: bet it's true. And, um, I forget who I was listening to the other day. There's so much, so much stuff to try to digest. Um, but someone was saying that, like, they know, meaning, like, the, the globalists and the people behind all this shit, um, the people making Biden do the things he's doing, um, they know they're screwed. They know the game is up, and now they're not even trying to hide it. I mean, that's why they're crashing planes in in uh, Arkansas, and I agree, and 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 derailing these trains in various places. And and yeah. after a while, even the most staunch denier of this shit has to be like, "Wait a second, how the fuck can that just all be a coincidence?" And that you yeah, Ju- well, sorry, go, go ahead. ahead. No, you go. I was just going to say I found the thing about it was on it was a Julian's rum tweet um he put it on actually it was on True Social about the train accident. He said they derailed the train over a drainage culvert which drains into streams and into the Ohio River, deliberate act of terrorism.
1: See, no. I don't know how you I mean that's like saying, you know, crash your car and then land in this spot right here. Like I don't know how you crash a train and like get it to angle to spill into a thing like that has to be coincidence like how small is this thing that they that it's dumping into you know i mean i don't i what i think is that going back to what you were saying a second ago like they all this shit is blatant like according to the conspiracy theorists or whatever this was supposed to be like a 20 year plan like 10 to 20 year plan you get Obama in there doing whatever shit he's doing then you get Hillary next everybody slowly you know like oh it would be convenient to have a a digital currency like that would be nice you know like let's all do that let's all put our name on a list let's all have a social credit score and uh, be banned from certain things if we don't think a certain way or, or whatever the case you know um, somebody posted a meme or something that was like, I'd like to buy these socks, please. And the guy's like, oh, I'm sorry. You thought the wrong thing about the president. So you can't have them. Uh, but that's the kind of shit that we were leading to. And it would have been a lot easier if we could just slowly get to it. But instead, Trump came in and was like, this is fucking canceled. This is canceled. You're all lying. You're fucking lying. And then they're all like, fuck. Like, what do we do? Do we admit that we were lying and just quit? And the the guys in charge are like, no, fucking go release the virus. And then the virus is out and they're like, wouldn't it be nice if you knew who was vaccinated? And then a bunch of people were like, oh, that would be nice. But like way more people were like, what? No, quit trying to do this shit to us. So, yeah, you're right. Like they are just forced to try everything and hide anything that they can because they know that they're fucked. And I don't even know what stories are going to come out. I mean, they I haven't heard anything about... Do you remember hearing anything about Uranium One?
0: Uh, I'm familiar with the term, but I don't... Uranium
1: know. One was like a company, I think it was in Russia, and Hillary Clinton was Secretary of State, and I don't remember the other names on the list, but they had like some private meeting where they decided to sell like a good chunk of the United States's uranium to Russia, I think. That was like one of the first things... Before the emails came out and all that stuff, people are like, why is she selling our uranium? And I don't know what I don't think anything ever happened with that. But I could I feel like that's going to be a story again at some point.
0: Yeah, well, and I also took this is one of the notes that I took I took like three pages of notes coming home on this listeners podcast. But um, it's taking so long you know, speaking of like the plan and all that, that people get so frustrated with and all that, because it takes a long time to expose all these infiltrations and the way that we've been infiltrated on so many levels to in in an effort to destroy this country and, and become a warm world government and all that shit. And a lot of this stuff, I'm not, I'm no expert on the Bible, but I have been trying to read it more lately. And a lot of this stuff is biblical going back a long time talking about like what was going to happen in the cashless society and and uh, the the world leaders, you know, all becoming corrupt and all that shit. And again, I'm no expert on it, but a a lot of that stuff is coming true and crazy things are becoming less crazy all the time as far as opinions uh, about all that. So.
1: Uh, uh play uh, any one of these videos, and then we'll talk about it.
0: Any one of them, except the Norm MacDonald, right?
1: Yeah, you can play that one, too. I don't care.
6: Okay. Well, we'll go with this guy first. So Keith would have an HBO show right now uh, doing the types of things that he does uh, if, if he was doing the things that he does against right-of-center entities. If he had gone into the Tabernacle Choir as a gay, you know, as a straight person and then started belting out show tunes or something uh, and embarrassed the, the, the Mormon Tabernacle Choir that would be front page, like, can you believe that we busted these uh, bigots at the Tabernacle Choir and it would be all over uh, the place. The reason why James, they, the left, who doesn't really believe in rules in the first place, tries to create rules that only people on the right have to live by. Mm-hmm. They're allowed to selectively edit, they're allowed to have their Borat having his own show on HBO, they're allowed to do all this stuff, they're allowed to embarrass Republicans uh, by pretending to be something uh, that they're not. Um, and so the thing about James and me is that we both refuse to allow for the left to define us. And. Um, It's going to take a long time for conservatives to understand that they've existed in a box that the left has put them in, Mm -hmm. and they're happy to live in that box, and we don't want to live there.
1: Do you know who that guy was? Huh?
6: I don't. Who is
0: that guy?
1: That was Andrew Breitbart. He's the guy who started Breitbart.com, and now he's dead after mysterious circumstances years and years ago. I think he died in like twenty. 12 or something.
0: And I missed the first part of it. Who is he talking about?
1: He was talking about James O'Keefe, who is the guy that started uh, project Veritas, which most people, if you're watching this show, you've heard of uh, project Veritas somehow. I don't know how it all happened, but they had a, they were a five Oh one C three. So they were a nonprofit, right? So somewhere along the line, they got the bigger and bigger they got. They got like a board of directors or something. And then somehow in the last week or so, the board of directors kicked the guy who started the whole fucking company out of the company. So now he's just starting his own thing. Um, and we can delve more into that next week. I'll get some videos and stuff if you want to get into specifics on that. But uh, yeah, I just saw that Breitbart thing and I like that guy. He's got several cool... He's like Elon to me. Like I, I will just look up I'll go on YouTube and just type in Breitbart interview and just watch him be interviewed by somebody. And it's always really interesting. And Elon Musk is the same way.
0: Yeah. And Elon Musk recently wasn't he was it was it at the World Economic Forum that he talked against all this stuff?
1: I don't know. Okay. see, there's too much shit going on. We've got what is it now? We're at 54 minutes. We have one, two, four videos left.
0: Really? Have we done six already?
1: Yep. Or no, I might have added one or two, but um, play those two that are up and then the last three are sort of connected. Okay.
7: Uh, the Pentagon CNN's military affairs correspondent Jamie McIntyre Jamie you got very close to where that plane went down
4: that's right Judy a short uh, a, a while ago I walked right up to next to the building was uh, for, uh, firefighters were still trying to put out the blaze the the fire by the way is still burning in some parts of the Pentagon and I took a look at the huge gaping hole that's in this sideway, but from my close-up inspection, uh, there's no evidence of a plane having crashed anywhere near the Pentagon. The only site uh, is the actual uh, side of the building that's crashed in, and as I said, the only pieces left uh, that you can see are, are small enough that you could pick up in your hand. Uh, there are no large uh, tail sections, wing sections, uh, a fuselage, nothing like that anywhere around.
1: Eh, just generic nine eleven conspiracy shit. But well, yeah. you know, planes just dissolve when they explode. Everybody knows that.
0: Yeah, and, and, and planes are aluminum and hollow. There's no freaking way a plane would have made that kind of hole in the Pentagon, which is one of the most the sturdiest buildings on earth. Uh we we absolutely have to do just and we may even need to invite uh Francis Richard Connolly on to talk about nine eleven. Um and it'll uh- be a long-ass podcast but um yeah i mean you know i say this all the freaking time on this podcast but if people would if people knew that 9-11 was a lie then then they would be able to believe all of this shit uh, is a lie um at least you know the things were told so i would love to do that it's it, it is it's my favorite topic to the well, point we'll, to the... we'll
1: we'll do a nine eleven special one one week here soon
0: uh, well it'll be the the anniversary before we know it okay here we go hopefully you know maybe this should who knows man who knows how long this stuff is going to take to be resolved
1: We're all right gonna... well this uh do you want to are you playing the norm video or i do like to save it for the very last yeah let's save it for the end All right. So the the next one is uh, earlier this week, Marjorie Taylor Greene, who is a member of Congress, tweeted a thing about how like, come on, guys, I think it's time for like a national divorce, you know, and then uh, well, before we get into her talking about it, here's a video of Sarah Silverman, who's very much on the left. Uh, This was probably less than a year ago. I'm going to say maybe six months ago. Saying basically the exact same thing that Marjorie Taylor Greene said, and nobody gave a fuck, and nobody was mad at her, nobody, whatever. Just play it, okay?
0: Uh, like in relationship, they break up, you know. So, like, why don't we just finally just realize that this, these states aren't working, and like divide up into like two or three countries of like USA one and USA two. And they can be USA one like the concern.
1: That's her tweet there. We need a national divorce. We need to separate by red states and blue states and shrink the federal government. Everyone I talk to says this. From the sick and disgusting woke culture issues shoved down our throat to the Democrats traitorous America last policies. We are done. And then, of course, the first comment is this is treasonous, period. And it's like, that's what everybody's saying about her. So then this next video, I I don't watch the view. I don't want anyone to judge me, but I uh, found this clip of them talking about it a little bit. And I like the points that the lady at the end starts to make, but then she moves right on past it.
0: Yeah. Um, Yeah, Sarah Silverman. What a disappointment. Okay, here it
8: is. ...shrink the federal government. A little later, she tweeted that, quote, a national divorce is not the same as a civil war. But truthfully, isn't that how the civil war started with states seceding from the union? I believe that's how the civil war started. (laughs) And does she know that she's living in a quasi-blue state because Georgia voted for Biden and two Democratic senators? Yes, yeah. I don't think they really did, did but... Even if if this plan of hers gets hatched, the blue states, like New York, we get stuck with her. So, like, I don't understand that. Nobody's following her running into the, like, yeah. horizon of a yeah. problem-solving uh-huh. person. Yeah, so- it just sounds very um, uneducated. And, and I think this type of theorizing is really divisive. Yeah. Um, I'm sure she doesn't know that the reason the Civil War started was because of slavery and that it was fought over slavery. Mm-hmm. I'm sure she doesn't know that. And so I'm sure a lot of this is coming from a place of ignorance. At least that's my hope yeah um but i but i will say there was um we were talking about it this morning and i thought this was a real fringe view but 66 percent of southern republicans are in favor of seceding from the u.s from a 2021 poll um and i would say another 2021 poll showed 60 percent of of republicans 66 percent of republicans in the south supported leaving the u.s and just forming a new country that scares the heck out of me and the red states lost I think she knows that. <laughs> <laughs> well, the southern states lost, but at that same poll, 47% of Democrats also support it, but it feels very, uh, take take your ball and go home. Like, in practicality, how do you stand up in national defense? How do you have commerce when, you know, California is here and then a bunch of red states are in the middle? It's an absurd notion, but I always caution this with Marjorie Taylor Greene. She's, so easy to make fun of like she she's good for a laugh because it's so absurd sometimes but sometimes things she says are very dangerous and this is one where it was like she's it not was good for a laugh. Can, can you repeat what you said during the hot topics meeting about this probably being an idea that came from someone else cuz she's not the brightest well, bulb in the pack anyway that's what well stood this out to wasn't me. the brightest idea that's true. On brand. But, but this is the woman who brought us like space lasers and absurd things this yeah. actually sounded like a coherent yet terrible and terrifying thought this national divorce
0: I think you're muted.
1: All right. So that was them talking shit about Marjorie Taylor Greene and uh, who I don't love 100%. I don't hate her as much as everybody does, but she just says a lot of the shit that she says. I'm like, yeah, especially if you just read it and don't listen to her say it. But she's a Georgia lady, you know, so she's just like, I'll tell you what we need to do. We need to fucking get this shit cleaned up. And it's like when you're on the news or whatever, then it's just like, listen to this idiot. But so that listening to that story prompted me to look up the Jewish space lasers thing because anytime Marjorie Taylor Greene says anything, everybody's always like, you said they were Jewish space lasers. So then I found this clip from uh, Rachel Maddow on MSNBC. And I want you to watch how they figured out that Marjorie Taylor Greene was saying Jewish space lasers. Let's watch. Okay.
0: I do want to watch it. And I also want to say that I, it was hard for me to watch that view clip because they're the problem with this fucking country (laughs) and anyone who believes the way they do and their elitist attitude about anything that doesn't, you know, we're smart and they're dumb and this is your dumb.
1: Well, that's why I liked the lady that was on the right who pointed out because the the black lady that was talking was saying they did a poll and 66 percent of southern Republicans said that they would start their own country if they could. And then she just moved on and it makes it sound like it's just all these Republicans down there. But then the other lady chimed in and was like, yeah, but 40 something percent of Democrats said the same thing. So it's like it's not. An out of the question idea for anybody on either side.
0: You're right. Yeah. And you're right. There's no way Georgia legit voted for that freaking idiot. Uh, Here's the video.
7: In her own words, is Congresswoman Green on the lasers from her Facebook post. Quote. There are too many coincidences to ignore. I find it very interesting that Roger Kimmel on the board of directors of PG&E is also vice chairman of Rothschild, Inc. What a coincidence it must be that Governor Brown signed a bill protecting PG&E and allowing them to pass off the cost of fire responsibility to its customers. It must also be a coincidence that the fires are burning in the same projected areas that the high-speed rail project is to be built. And what are the odds that Feinstein's husband, Richard Bloom, is the contractor to the rail project then oddly there are all these people who said they saw it looked like lasers or blue beams of light causing the fires and pictures and videos solar space generators collect the Sun's energy and then beam it back to earth if they're beaming the sun's Sun's energy back to earth I'm sure they wouldn't ever miss a transmitter receiving station right question mark question mark exclamation point exclamation point what would that look like anyway a laser beam or light beam coming down to earth I guess could that cause a fire hmm that's her in her own words on the lasers she told Kevin McCarthy she knew nothing about these lasers her contention is that the Jews are amazing with the space lasers to start the fires as a false pretense to help the other Jews with their conniving plots but she told Kevin McCarthy um, she knew nothing about the lasers. Kevin McCarthy says he looked her in the eye and told her that. I just like how Marjorie Taylor
1: Greene just listed people who happen to be in these positions, and it's it's sort of it. Uh, whatever the word is, is like the opposite of what when people are like Jews run Hollywood and Jews run the media or whatever, like they run all these businesses and people are like, no, they don't. And then Marjorie Taylor Greene's like, hey, here's a list of people who own important shit and they just all happen to be Jewish people. So that gives the news the right to be like Marjorie Taylor Greene shitting on the Jews. Yeah, she wasn't saying anything about the Jews. She was just right. like, hey, what's up with this guy, this guy, this guy, this guy, and this guy? And then they're like, oh, those guys are all Jewish people. You're a piece of shit.
0: Yeah, I know how biased I am, man, when it comes to all this stuff. But people like Rachel Maddow and all of them, they, the view, they just they make me so sick to my stomach, dude. I mean, I can't. I'm just like, you're helping fuck up this country. You know, like, don't you have any? You have to know. I mean, do you really believe this shit or... Or not. I mean, they probably do, but
3: fuck.
1: Yeah. All right. Well, let's end it up with uh, Norm MacDonald accusing Bill Clinton of murder on uh, The View. This is a good clip of The View. This was back when... uh, I don't know when this was. I'm going to guess late 90s, probably.
0: Yeah, Barbara Walters was on it. and uh, Did we already play this other video? Yes. Looks like it. Okay. All right. We'll close it out on the Norm
5: Macdonald deal.
4: Homicide out of the White House and get like a
5: a, a fresh start because we don't want any more murderers. I think no, we, we should <laughs> just go on to the next question. Oh, <laughs>
7: Who are the murderers! Yeah. yeah. Oh, Clinton he
5: murdered a guy.
7: Yeah, you know we're not allowed to no, no, you're no, not allowed to no, put out no accusations no, without. That's people, a little girl. too that's far. That's Let's work. just let's just go on to the next. Question. Uh, okay. <laughs> yeah. This is not my week. What can I tell you?
8: <laughs> oh, it's not mine either, and I'm being very nice, okay? <laughs>
7: Uh-huh. Be a good boy. Now, Norm... Do you
8: never hear that? No. Listen, we don't need don't to talk about get this, and
7: I don't want to hear it, and this is uh, not the place to make those accusations, and you're supposed to be funny. Let's uh, get on, baby. Uh, exactly. Let's go get with it.
3: There you go.
8: This is a live show. Why? Wow. But you have been properly chastised by Barbara, oh. so I'm not going to ask the next question. I thought it was a matter of record. Shut up. Shut up. up. <laughs> Look, okay. let me do this, Okay. <laughs> I'll tell you what's the matter of record, you will not be
1: invited back if you don't shut up. He goes on to say, okay, voluntary manslaughter or something along those lines. It was it was funny.
0: Yeah, and you know, speaking of conspiracies, the guy died of cancer. Maybe they're like, let's give him cancer. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Man, he's funny. His his album, uh I don't remember if it's his the last one that he did before he died, but it's just called Norm Doing Stand-Up. And uh, it's the one where he talks about the gay pride parade and Tiger Woods and all that. Have you heard any of that?
0: I haven't heard any of it, but oh, I... Oh man, that,
1: that's a great album right there. Listen to that. Norm Doing Stand-Up.
0: Okay, I'll check that out. Um, I, I It's a shame that I didn't learn some of the things about Norm that I that i i did until after he died and i wish i could have met him um he just seemed like a cool dude and i liked how he thought about god and and all that stuff that a lot of people in comedy especially don't really talk about um but i i liked him a lot and i think i would have liked him as a person and i always heard great things about him so it's a shame man yes um, it
1: is he was very funny may he rest in peace
0: yeah Um, so we got anything else to talk about I don't think we do Um, I mean we do but we're going to wrap it up here I I really enjoyed this episode I'm enjoying these more all the time and uh, if you like them share them everybody we think they're good and we've seen a lot of of stuff that's complete shit that gets like huge so (laughs) so take our thing
1: that's only slightly shit and not complete shit and make it bigger than the complete shit
0: yeah yeah, help us out. Um, got anything else to say, buddy?
1: Um, No, nothing that I can think of. I've got to go to a soup place and get soup for my grandma because she's uh, had a cold the last few days.
7: Okay, So
1: that's what I'm going to do. And then I'm going to Pittsburgh, Kansas on Friday, and then I'm flying to uh, Gilbert, Arizona next week to do JP's Comedy Club, and I'm looking forward to that. Hopefully it's fun.
0: Yeah, it's a fun little room there in Gilbert, Arizona. and uh,
1: Hopefully the pilot of my plane doesn't uh, die suddenly.
0: Yeah, well, I don't think we're to that point yet, but um, yeah, if we ever get murdered, you know, things are, we were starting to, to uh, piss off the wrong people.
1: Yeah, if you ever, if I, if this plane crashes on my way to Arizona, then just know that I was important enough that they killed a hundred and something other people also just to get me yeah just like the titanic Uh uh-huh yeah there's like one dick (laughs) on there and they're like sink the ship
0: (laughs) (laughs) all right buddy it was good talking to you i'll talk to you soon
1: all right bye everybody
0: bye-bye all right everybody that wraps up episode 27 of the nonsense podcast my buddy mike baldwin hope you guys enjoyed that as always going to making it happen m-a-c-a-n it happened.com help out little bow making and please share these podcasts wherever you uh, feel comfortable sharing it. And even if you don't feel comfortable, uh, suck it up and do it anyway, because we need your help. And uh, we enjoy doing these because we think it's the truth. And I just want everybody to come together, man, as Americans and human beings and realize that we've been lied to for a very long time. And it's not going to get any better until we all wake up and we have all the power. We have all the power. And anyway, God bless all of you. Thanks so much for tuning in and take care.
8: Goodbye.